Hey guys, Thirteen Still Gaming here with yet another GXG micro episode. On today's episode, I want to talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, is it the start of a new true Disney Star Wars era? This article comes from Screen Rant. But before I get to this article, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm, please make sure you share, like, and subscribe. And if you'd like to help us out in any other way, shape, or form, you can head on over to Anchor.fm as little as ninety-nine cents. You can help us out each month. Also, if you would like to follow me on other platforms as Twitter or YouTube, see other podcasts that we do audio or video-wise, head on over to 30instillgaming.live. You can find all our information down there. You can also be a part of the show as sending me an email or being a part of the conversation. Check it out at 30instillgaming.live. All right, so The Mandalorian is a Disney Plus most successful property. Given Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker's reception and Disney, will likely to continue down this path. Now, Disney's Plus hit Star Wars series, The Mandalorian, marks the beginning of a whole new era of the franchise, and season one of Jon Favreau's live-action take on the space opera was a huge success for not just Disney era, but Star Wars, but Disney Plus in general. Furthermore, Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7 is giving the uh, acclimated animated series the ending fans have wanted, and the final film in the sequence trilogy, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, however decisive, put a clear ending to the core story as the Mandalorian season two continues to expand the universe. Star Wars in general will develop down a path controlled by the house of mouse. Now the series of the Mandalorian thus marks the beginning of a true Disney era of Star Wars. Disney has shut the door on what came before and are doing something completely different and really good with a live action series. Although the Mandalorian initial reviews are mixed, the series which grew popularity each successive weeks and the most popular streaming show in the U S in December of 2019, beating out the Witcher and stranger things. Now, Disney is undeniably making changes to the Star Wars, whether it be Disney's uh, preoccupation with different colored lightsabers or CEO Bob Iger's desire to make the Mandalorian accessible to the new uh, to the franchise. Certainly, Favreau's fresh take on the subject matter is largely responsible for the show's popularity. The show offers a rare glimpse into the life of the Star Wars universe outside the conflict between the Jedi Order and the Empire and the Rebellion. Now, Disney Plus, The Mandalorian, is a clear departure from its kind of story audience are used to seeing in the main Star Wars entry. The Mandalorian, uh, Din Djarin, is a warrior who lacks the franchise iconic force powers. Although the show breakdown of Star Wars is uh, Baby Yoda is force sensitive, nor does it present a connection to the Jedi, so is per perceived in other Star Wars media. Perhaps most importantly, uh, the Mandalorian has no clear connection to any of the establishing lineage in the franchise, apart from the visual connections and the fan-favorite bounty hunter Boba Fett. While it still may change the upcoming season, so far Mandalorian has avoided the temptations to make the main protagonist a hero by virtue of being related to the prominent Force user. Even Baby Yoda, whose uh, cynics may argue that blatant fan service is a whole new character with a mysterious past to explore as a mute character. The child lacks one of Yoda's most well-known traits, his manner of speaking. Furthermore, there is currently no reason to assume that this character is actually related to Yoda, rather than simply belonging to the same species. As a child, characters grow in many development in, uh, into something completely distant, uh, distinct from a familiar Jedi Master. The Mandalorian may be a root in Star Wars iconic, iconographic, but at the beginning done with the world completely new. Now, the format of The Mandalorian is no, uh, another departure for the franchise. The high-budget live-action TV series is split into episodes, and Favreau avoids the pitfall other streaming services show tend to struggle with, specifically creating a binge-worthy season-long story arc and expenses a half-contained uh, episodes. 
The Mandalorian does not feel like an eight-hour movie that's chopped up. It stakes the Western-inspired series or lower two, which works particularly well in the show's episodic format. Now, since the acquisition of Lucasfilm in 2012, Disney has, has been shy about the plans of Shake Up the Star Wars franchise. Uh, the Rogue One Star Wars series proved lucrative for the company. However, Disney's ambitious plans to release the Star Wars movie per year was shelled following disappointing box office performance of Solo, a Star Wars story. A Disney Star Wars trilogy was overall less successful with the company had likely hoped given the franchise a $4 billion price tag. Although the core movies of Rogue One were financially successful, the collective reaction from the critics and fans alike are mixed at best. Disney's leadership is smart enough to recognize that at this point, disappointment fans will only be buying into the franchise for so long. Now it's time for something new. So Disney will still be planning on another Star Wars trilogy, which will be slated for the release of 2022, 2024, and 2026. However, official word on these movies will be has yet to be announced. Solo proved the filmier icons in the franchise aren't a backable as the company liked to hope. In fact, the response of Disney's new Star Wars movies demonstrates the amount of baggage that comes with rereading uh, re familiar territory with Disney's touting device of Rise of Skywalker as an epic conclusion of a Star Wars decade and remaking. Reasonable assume that the company is looking for to do something completely different with the next trilogy or even some of the future. Looking uh, from the perspective of moving on, that makes sense that Disney is ending the successful Clone Wars series since the last open storyline from George Lucas' original version. The Clone Wars Season 7 brings the events of the series up to date with the prequel movie Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. There has also been official word that yet that the other animated series Star Wars Rebels will be renewed for Season 5, but given the current climate, uh, it's unlikely to happen. It's more probable that the Disney will continue to funnel resources and avenues that have proven to be the most successful for the company original content like the Mandalorian. Now, forgetting or new territory or forging new territory with the Star Wars canon would be a smart move in Disney's given the company's past ability to satisfy the fans' expectations. Okay, so the decision to cast Rosie Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian season two, rather than the character's longtime voice actor Ashley Exon. Perhaps Disney's willingness to move away from the established content of Star Wars in order to create something new. Rather than a fear change, fans should rejoice, conclude the existing stories in order to start developing new ones. If done well, will only serve as a franchise draws on new fans to help sustain the Mandalorian. Any indication that Disney Plus era Star Wars capable of its move in the positive direction. Here's my thoughts on this whole Mandalorian thing. I look at the Mandalorian as the new hope. And I don't mean that in any kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek type of thing. When Star Wars came out, we never saw anything like that in the movies before, right? The technology, the special effects, just everything about Star Wars that came out in 1977. I was born in 1978. I didn't get to see the actual original in, in uh, theaters, but I did see Empire Strikes Back in theaters. I was very young. And then I also saw Return of the Jedi, but I did see Star Wars you know, on Betamax way back when. Now, when I did uh, when I did see Star Wars, it did change my life, and I am a very big Star Wars nerd. I love Star Wars. I love the universe for it. And the Mandalorian, what it does to me, is we did when we saw New Hope. You didn't have any expectations about Force users or the Force or anything. Like everything you saw there was just white Stark stormtroopers, black Darth Vader. You know, white, a uh, white. Um, I, I'm saying the colors that they're wearing, not the color of their skin. Uh, Princess Leia, all dressed in white. Like, 
it was very clean looking it was very cool looking it was very like very reminiscent of of like a western and stuff like that right so i feel the way the mandalorian is we're introduced to we already have a pre-notion of what the mandalorian is because we know boba fett but the characters are new it's fresh yes there is a baby yoda the child who has force sensitive powers but if you're a person that's coming in and never saw star wars and you watch this you're like oh this is interesting it's breaking ground because it's on television and it's not in the film industry right it's not in the in the movies and i feel like what new hope did for star wars in the film realm I believe the Mandalorian can do in the television realm. And I've always said growing up that Star Wars would be a great television series because of the drama that happens. Like you could just take the first act of Star Wars, New Hope, and put that in a TV show and then so on and so forth. And it would make a brilliant television show. And the Mandalorian is done in a way where it's not like a Netflix show where the next episode leads into the next directly it's indirectly where each one is a standalone episode sort of like the format back in the day in the 80s when they used to do television shows like the a-team airwolf knight rider all that there's a long arc over the thing but at the same time there's each episode is there its own capsule of an episode and i think mandalorian is setting up the bar and setting up the template for star wars in the future on disney plus one Disney with Disney Plus is just a smart idea for business model. Two, you can do so much more in television and so many different story arcs and different story characters and different show spinoffs uh, of Star Wars. And not every show can do this, right? If you if you get too in-depth with it, it starts to break down, right? It starts to break down. If you keep walking in the same spot, the floor will start to bow, right? If you start driving in the same spot, the tire marks start to, to make there. It doesn't stay clean, okay? So what can they do with the Mandalorian and how to how to stop it from being like, oh, God, just another Star Wars show. See, the reason that the movies right now, when Star Wars came out originally, it came out in 1977, I think it was 1982, and then 1985. It was three years apart from each other. And it was new, Right, you wanted to see the sequels, and then when the prequels came out, those also came out within a, a time time frame. But when Disney took it over, they shoved a movie down your throat every single year for the entire for for the remote over like five six years. You had you had Episode Seven, then you had Rogue One. You had Episode Eight, then you had Solo. You had Episode Nine. You see, what I'm saying like the the problem with this is. It was too many, too fast, because Disney wanted to make their money back on the $4 billion that they created. So what can The Mandalorian do that the movie industry screwed up? Well, if they just take it slow, right? Like, not slow enough where it's like The Walking Dead, where The Walking Dead kind of, the first three seasons were amazing. But then they jumped shark, right? Then they started getting worse and worse as they went. And I don't even know what season they're on anymore. They're like season seven or eight now, if not more. Um, the Mandalorian, if they keep it where all of a sudden Yoda's young enough, where the baby Yoda, the child, is, is young enough where he's not going to have like superpowers. He's going to have superpowers 
uh, with the Force at a young age. Yes, he's 50, but it's a young age. And the Mandalorian is just a bounty hunter. He's just a regular person. If they bring in Ahsoka, if they bring in Rex, if they bring in uh, Bo-Katan, if they bring in all these characters into the Mandalorian, they shouldn't stay there. They should only be there for like one or two episodes and they should move over to the next rendition of whatever Disney Plus is doing with the Mandalorian as far as if it's Ahsoka show or if it's a Rebels live action show. This is a way they can start to spread apart the Star Wars universe and not kind of give us too much too soon because there are only eight episodes and let's say the Mandalorian starts in October and goes to the end of the year and then Ahsoka starts in like March and goes to midsummer. there's still a break there's only eight episodes there's a break in between each of the series so that would be interesting to see and I think that's a way they can make this show just as good as Star Wars was back in 1977 these are my thoughts let me hear yours in the comment section down below I do appreciate you very much please make sure you share like and subscribe and I'll see you on the next one